and we're live. Everything's going. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm just fine, man. I'm glad you're out here. Get this going again. So, uh, what's up with the weather? <laughs> yeah, like three nice days, and now it rains. Ah, that's global warming for you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Wash my wash my car yesterday, so that makes sense. So now I get it. Now I get why it rained. Nah. Why else? You know. I didn't wash my car. Nah. Yeah, I, I did yesterday. Just, just let it take care of itself. Yeah, the rain did it. So our our three nice days. So I was just thinking about this. We say three nice days, but they're really like fifty five degrees. It's not that <laughs> nice. It's nicer than what it was. So. So you're correct. Yeah. So it's nicer. But it's 55 degrees, so like everyone else is like, that's not nice weather. That's just New Jersey weather. <laughs> Me, 55 is it's like pretty nice. Well, people in like, you know, down south are still 70s, 80s, wearing jackets. What are you going to do? Wash my corn and then have it rain the next day. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, well. You'll, you'll get over it. Oh, yeah, I'm already over it. Ah. I'm over it already. I'll just <laughs> wash it again. Yeah. So next time I wash it, I'll let you know so you know it's raining the next day. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. So you don't wash your car. Maybe you can wash my car. <laughs> we'll wash both two cars. Yeah, put it put it in the garage or something like that. So you don't have to worry about the rain. Yeah, but then I, you know, drove over here. Ah. Yeah, can't win. There's no winning. Oh, okay. <laughs> next next time I'll make sure that it's uh nice and bright and sunny. If you could, that'd be nice. degrees out. Tomorrow. I'll invite you that's, over. That's actually tomorrow, I think. Yeah. We have a weather update for tomorrow. I'm pretty sure uh, it's supposed to be 70, 60, uh, 60, 70. I'm sure it is. But anyway, oh, yeah. over over the weather. Your uh, morning eventful today? Uh, no, not really, man. Woke up, got ready, watched some news about everything that's going on with Ukraine and pandemic and all that stuff. Um, took a shower, ate some food because I won't be able to eat later. Normally, my normal times around like 12 o'clock or whatever, but I'm in here doing this with you. Got a few other things I got to take care of. So I figured out. What, what'd you eat? Uh, three eggs, a couple of sausages. That's it. Uh, for my morning, uh, drink. Instead of coffee, I've been having this uh, mud water. It's a bunch of different, like, microdosing of mushrooms as well as uh, different vitamins, minerals, and stuff like that mixed together, and it tastes pretty good. Um, Going to have to let you try it out. I got more stuff coming. and uh, See how it is. Yeah, I don't get the uh, crash or anything like that from caffeine, and I felt like that. Towards the afternoon, like I always, you know, felt sluggish, stuff like that. So I had to have more coffee. Felt like that was messing up my sleep. Um, I'm still working on having better sleep habits and stuff like that. But with these microdosing of mushrooms or whatever, it's kind of, it's giving me like a, they're like nootropics, stuff like that. So I feel kind of like really focused, pretty much energized, stuff like that. Out the uh, caffeine. Same rush as caffeine? Uh, it's different. You don't get that same level of intensity, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you still get the intensity and stuff like that. But the same that's level. what you want to call it. You notice the difference when you drink coffee. So if you had coffee one morning versus your mud water, you notice the difference? Um, I'll have to do an experiment on that. I, th- I think see so. where it goes. I think uh, caffeine has certain uh, elements. Well, coffee. Coffee does. I don't know what they are, but they have certain elements in there that, I don't want to say give you a high, but whatever's in that, you know what I mean? Like, gives you a different level of of intensity, rush, focus, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. But then again, I don't know, you know, I don't know what that uh, mud water has. And Well, it had, does have some caffeine, but not that much. Not as much as, like, normal coffee, <clears throat> which I think that it's actually better. Uh, because of those nootropics and stuff like that kind of like open up your mind and stuff like that. Must I like be it a mushrooms. lot. Huh? Must be the mushrooms in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're actually pretty good. So Does it taste like mushrooms? Like what, what does it taste Not like? Not at all. Does it actually taste like it sounds? Well, it has. Does it taste like mud water? No, like if has... I just scooped up some mud water, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> this no. is what this tastes like. No, no, no. no with no. caffeine. No, it's got cinnamon in it and a few other things. Mm-hmm. So kind of like it, it's more predominant cinnamon. That's what I taste, but you might taste something I'm a little bit different, but it doesn't taste like mushrooms or anything else like that, or it doesn't even taste like mud. Tastes pretty good. I've had it before by itself, but normally I just throw a little coconut milk in there or uh, some coconut oil. Uh, I kind of taste that pretty much. So tastes pretty good. I feel pretty good. I've been off of uh, coffee for a while, so. How many day, uh, How many times a week, or actually, how many times a day do you drink that then? So you have a cu- one cup of coffee in the morning, you have another cup in the afternoon. Are you doing a cup of mud water in the morning and then bringing your cup of mud water with you to have for lunch? Or is it just a one-time, once-a-day ordeal? Well, before when I would make coffee, as you see my fresh press there, it's about like 24 ounces. So I'd have about 24 ounces of coffee. And sometimes I would make another one and bring it to work with me to kind of like survive. So I was having like 48 ounces of coffee a day. That's a lot of coffee. Uh, with this, the first day that I pretty much had it, I've had this before, but the first time I've had it this time, I had like two cups, two cups in one day. Uh, and every so often, I, I will have two cups in one day. But normally, I've been getting away with one and just drinking a bunch more water. And I've been feeling pretty good. So they also have like this rest bland that I have as well that you take kind of like towards in the evening, kind of help you rest and relax and stuff like that. I need to start getting into that a little bit more. So when I get more of it coming over, I'll, I'll make a cup for you and kind of see how you feel. I think that's it's right. pretty good. Yeah. Definitely. You said as far as the rest blend, is that for nighttime, for when you go to bed? Yeah, absolutely. That's supposed to help you sleep? Well, it has some stuff in there to help you relax. I don't know about actually sleep, sleep. That's a different story. Uh, I'm still struggling with sleep and everything. Um, I got to look more into my diet because I do you, think that's effective. Do you have like a bedtime routine? A little bit. Because that, that should help. If you have a routine and you get into... A, a rhythm of something maybe that will help you help provide the same continuous sleep every single night. All right. Last night I had 
you know, not me, but say in a general, if you go, okay, last night I had my tea at eight o'clock, hmm. nine o'clock, I watched a half hour of, you know, TV or played, you know, half hour video games. And then I read a book for 20 minutes. Then I messed with the computer and then I went to bed. That didn't work. Yeah. Supposedly you need like some time from away from electronics and stuff like that before bedtime. Absolutely. But whatever works for you. Everyone's different. I'm sure you know. You, you probably mm-hmm. agree with me. The same thing that everyone is different. If you have a routine that works for you at night, then you just have to find it, stick with it. You know, I think that'd probably be the best, best course of action. But it seems like being all over the place, working different hours, everything else like that. You know, it's hard to get into a yeah. rhythm. But that's something that you have to find out. You know, you know, on your own. Well, with the working of the hours. If I still keep the routine, no matter what time I get off of work or whatever, as long as I have that routine, that'll probably put me in that mode of rest and relaxation. So I'm still working on that. Um, I got to fine tune that and get that going. But I think that'll help out a lot. It's interesting because if you can take that rest plan, but then have that last hour of I'm going to do this, this, and this, kind of ease my transition into sleep mode or bedtime or whatever you want to yeah. phrase it, you know, got to work that out. I mean, um, I, I mean, how much sleep do you get a night? It all depends, man. A lot of times I've been waking up in the middle of the night, have the tea just because I think I drink way too much water, but I, I've been really hydrating a lot. So since I kind of stopped drinking coffee, instead of bringing that, you know, 24 ounces of coffee to work, I've been drinking water. So my hydration levels have been a lot better, which I, I think that's kind of like helping out with everything with digestion and everything else like that. Uh, being dehydrated and drinking coffee and all that stuff, that's kind of like doesn't do anything at all. What about uh, cutting liquids out? Not liquids, but all right, after 8 o'clock at night, I'm not, I'm not drinking water no more. Or even, even if it's 10. 10 o'clock, I'm going to take my last drink of water. That way I don't have to wake up in four or five hours from now. And, and Yeah. Tort, well, part of my uh, nighttime routine, when I do get out of work, I do take some uh, vitamins and minerals. I take vitamin D, zinc, magnesium. Is that at nighttime? Yeah, nighttime. Is that better to do in the morning? Well, I have like morning vitamins that I take. So they're trying to... Sp- my doctor told me kind of like space things out. Spread them out. Yeah. Body can't absorb all of it. All of it at time. once. Things like that. As well as um, if you take certain things towards nighttime, that'll help. Well, that might boost up your energy levels and that'll negate everything that you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So the vitamin D, the zinc and magnesium, he was fine with all that stuff. Kind of helped, helped out a lot. If you're not getting any sleep. See, I can I can go right to bed, but my quality of sleep. Yeah, that's the difference. So, like, I can go to I can fall asleep ten o'clock, or I can go to bed nine o'clock, or I can stay up till twelve and go to bed. Yeah, I can instantly fall asleep, but the quality of those hours for me aren't that great. Yeah. So same thing here. So I'm not getting quality. I can, but I can go right to bed though. I don't need a routine. I don't need anything. I can go literally go. I'm going to bed. Go upstairs and lay down and go, you know, just pass out. <laughs> well, that's good, man. You know, so that's not an issue for me. My issue is just, you know, the quality of, of, of sleep that I get. 
that so, stuff. I don't know if you are along the same lines or if you're talking about you have a hard time just actually going to sleep. That's well, why that's why I was like saying about a routine to get you into that motion or knowing your body knows that it's time to all right, now I know it's time to, you know, decompress and go to bed. Yeah. Falling asleep, not that bad. Staying asleep, that's the problem. Like I said, waking up, having to use the bathroom, whatever, possibly having like, uh, you know, bad dreams, stuff like that, or they call it lucid dreams and stuff like that, that I feel like very realistic and you're kind of controlling it and stuff like that. I've had those dreams to where like, uh, you know, I've seen people from work in there, things like that. People... Like, I, I wouldn't even expect to be in there. Or oh, I want you to share it when you're done. I, I want to hear a dream that you had. If you can remember one, <laughs> I'm definitely uh, interested in hearing. Oh, man. And again, without going into anything crazy or talking about anything else, yeah. something that you think you could share right now, a dream that you had that, you know, is not talking about anything else, you know. You, you know where I'm going from? You know where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It was, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't that's know. Fine. If, um, that's fine. I'll see. And while, while you're doing, it, I'll see if I can think of something. If it was, if I can remember a dream that I had also, but nothing right now for me is off the top of my head. I'm thinking of, but I thought for sure, since you brought it up that you would, you have one like <laughs> just recently, like last night or something like, ah, uh, not last night, but when I was, when I was on vacation for like two weeks, um, I had this crazy dream. It might have been from like uh, playing. What was it the the division? And recently, I guess the last one, the second one. What's the like, vision? It's like a Tom Clancy. All right, so it's uh, a video novel. game, and now it's a video game. So basically, the first division kind of give you a little background. Uh, there was this super virus that came in and just started killing everyone and wiping everything out. So the world kind of like went into a apocalypse pretty much. So the actual division agents is what these guys are called and they're all activated and they're all trying to stop, stop the um, chaos and the apocalypse and stuff like that, that is happening and trying to restore order back into, you know, United States. So I didn't play this game for the longest time, maybe about like a year or something like that since I played this game. I played other games since then. Nothing really crazy like that. And this is more of like modern times and stuff. So it's like nowadays. We can even talk about like possibly the coronavirus and stuff like that. It was something like that. I think it was like the smallpox virus that it was weaponized. And there was no, no zombies, no... No. Or are you saying apocalypse? So you're just saying that it's a disease. No zombies. It was more of a so, disease that was just wiping people out. Okay. And certain areas of the map that you actually had to wear like, like respirators and stuff like that. So this was all stuff before. And fives. Yeah, this was all stuff before even a coronavirus happened. So this was actually a book of Tom Clancy that he wrote that was turned into a video game, and uh, it was pretty interesting just to see an apocalyptic. United States now times because of something like this. So it kind of resonated with me. I kind of liked it, enjoyed it. And then I said like the, uh, you know, coronavirus happened and all that stuff. So this is kind of like what it's like. Not really. 
<laughs> There's no apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Uh, it, like, it, it hasn't gone that far. No, uh, no. Um, so during the stream that I had, uh, one of the other guys I, I saw from work, his name is Bill. Um, we're going to stray away from uh, last names and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine. So me and him, and there was another person with us, someone I don't even know or even recognize or anything else like that. So we obviously didn't work with us then. Uh, that third person. No, I'd have to explain this more probably a little bit later after this, Mm -hmm. but he's one of the guys that work with bill. Um, so we were in like a rural or like a small city type setting. And, uh, we were decked out in like tactical gear, like this game pretty much. You know, I was like, a t-shirt and jeans. This is the beginning of your dream. I, I'm not sure if this was the beginning, but this is where I remember. Okay. So I remember this. We were in like this area of like a building, some like bushes and stuff like that around. And we were looking for like weapons and supplies and stuff like that. So I ended up finding this weapon off on some like bad guy or whatever that was like previously killed before or something like that. So I pick up this weapon system, which I've never held in my whole entire life. It's something that I've always liked and it was called the Chris vector. It's like a, a semi-automatic, um, small arms weapon, pretty much like it does. It shoots nine millimeters or 40 caliber stuff like that. Never, never <laughs> touched this system in my life, you know, seen it in video games, played in video games, stuff like that. So I picked it up and I went through the whole motions of actually clearing it and checking it and kind of like looking into it and see if it's actually worth the, my time to like actually use, see if it's operational and stuff like that, see if I can use it. So I went through the whole weapon system, which was crazy because I, I felt it, went through the whole system. Um, and that was actually determined that it was no good because it was like laying in a in a puddle or something like that. It was like mud all over it and everything. So my buddy, Bill, he actually found something that was pretty much working and he took it and he just like threw it towards me at that time. Uh, he received a radio transmission saying that, Oh, there, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a high value target or, or one of our VRPs, stuff like that, that was close in the area and that they needed support. So I told them, I said, all right, let's, let's start heading that way and let's give them some support. So we're heading that way. And once we met up with them, we started talking with them and then we, uh, started receiving like enemy fire on us, hit one of the people, you know, I got into the, like this small little, like, uh, like shed and I was looking out through the window and I was able to see, you know, enemy combatants and all this stuff. And, you know, I was getting ready to start to engage fire on them. And then that's when I woke up, but it just felt so real. And it's just very interesting because I hadn't seen bill like maybe a month or so, you see what I'm saying? So to have him in my dream and have everything else like play a part into this, I I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty crazy. Maybe, uh, playing video games, it reminded you of him for some reason. 
Yeah. If that makes any sense. For some yeah. reason, subconsciously. In the back, he was in the back of your mind for whatever reason, whether you guys worked together, you guys maybe hung out or worked out or whatever it was. You in that video game with that, some first he has to be some way in the back of or just in general, and that was just the first person that came came well, to maybe, mind, maybe. Maybe in that situation, if it happened in real life, I'd want that guy right yeah, on my side, then, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people I would like to have oh, on yeah. my side for that situation. You want, but you want everyone, everyone that you can get. Absolutely. I don't well, know who I don't know who the enemy is that you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Like I'm saying, but you knew, but you knew instantly that th- that was the enemy out there. Well, yeah, only because they were, they were shooting at you. They were shooting at us. So clearly, they have to be. Absolutely. So again, so why would they not shoot if they weren't enemies? I have no idea, man. Because the, like an apocalyptic world, people would want supplies like guns, ammo, uh, things like that. Also, they would want people as bargaining chips as well. In this video game, they have like different factions or groups or gangs, whatever you want to call it. And they would, you know, possibly so capture there's teams. people. So they have teams in that. In that game, uh, in the video game, there's teams. Absolutely, so there's different sections of the map or the location where certain gangs or teams they kind of like rule that section and stuff. So there's like little gang wars, things like that. You're always trying to find supplies for food, ammunition. So, so I'm that's ju- I'm trying to think of the last dream that I had, and I honestly cannot remember. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if you get better sleep when you dream. Does that mean you're in a different state? Is that I, REM? Is that called REM sleep? Or can REM sleep just be nothing? Well, I've looked at it, and I have my watch here. My watch kind of tracks my heart rate. So your, Was your heart rate elevated? Well, no, not at that point in time. So that's what I really feel like. I have my heart rate being tracked. So every morning I check check my heart rate and I kind of check my sleep because it breaks it down at different things. So when my heart rate is below 50 or that it's measuring that it's below 50, that's when I have the best rest and the best sleep. Uh, it, it categorizes in three different categories. There's light sleep, REM sleep, and there's deep sleep. And I feel like if I get like 50 minutes to an hour of deep sleep, I'll be energized for a whole day. And you're tracking that. I'm tracking that as much as possible. And that's really... It's Do you just, notice that days that you get that deep sleep, you feel more energized? Absolutely. Could that be in your head knowing that that you looked at it? It could be. So next time, don't look at your watch or don't see what kind of sleep you got and at the end of the day, check and see if it's in your mind that you're tired or not. So if you go through the day, go, oh, I'm tired. I must not have had that sleep. You look at it at night, boom, you did get the sleep. Now it's in your head or it's not. Or did you drink more mud water? Well, but that's the thing, though. <laughs> like when I would wake up, when I wake up at that moment, that's when I know if I'm energized or not. I didn't even, know instantly. I didn't even start my uh, my phone to even see what kind of like sleep patterns or tracking. Oh, I'm wondering, I want you to go through the whole day and then <laughs> at, at, at nighttime, take a look and go, all right. When you wake up, you go, all right, I knew I had the best sleep. So I knew I had that deep sleep. I don't want you to look, though. I want you to look at at nighttime. Okay. Maybe for like a week. Then when we come back next week, I'm, I'm interested to see All right. Uh, the results of that. Definitely check that out. The same thing, I think, with the, uh, you know, 
the same thing with mud water versus the the coffee. Yeah. See if you could do something like that too. That'd be interesting to see what uh, how that works out. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. Uh, but you know your out. body. You know you know what you works for you and whatnot. But but sometimes uh, an emotional state and stuff like that, anxiety, that plays a part as well. Work stress that 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 affects your uh, sleep as well. It your does. Sleep, and your sleep affects your mood and everything else. Well, the problem is working. There are shift hours. So if you work, say, let's say if you work four to 12, you're, you're going to bed at two o'clock, three o'clock. That can't be normal. Two, three o'clock in the morning. Can't be, and then you have no time to decompress. Zero time. You're home. Now it's okay. You got to go to bed. Pretty Otherwise much. you're staying up till two, three and you still can't decompress because that's not enough time. Yeah. Well, if you work, let's say seven to three, three 30, you're home by five. Now you've got five, six hours. Of normal, normalcy. Yeah, decompress and relax. Decompress. Work out. Work out, maybe. Yeah. Or sit down, dinner, TV. You know, you have plenty of time. It's not dark out. Yeah. It's not 2 a.m. in the morning where everything's pitch black around you. You're home, and you've got five hours or three hours of daylight. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with your, you know, know, in your mind. Think about it, uh. Speaking of daylight, the stuff with, uh, what is it, 30, 30 nights of, 30 days of nights or whatever. At, you know what that is. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I saw that movie. Well, the, but plus, in but the, regardless of the movie, th- that's what they have, right? Don't they? Alaska has yeah 30 days of where there's no actual. No, I, it's actually longer than that. It's the whole daylight savings things, and it's the change of the seasons. So when it's wintertime for us, basically they have. I think it's like four, four to six months. Not really. I think probably like three to four months of actual daylight, where it's actually daytime the whole time. A friend of mine, he actually so it's the opposite, and it's the opposite. Okay. In the summertime, so when it's warmer here, Alaska or whatnot, the way that the Earth turns because it's not a flat Earth, it turns away from the axis, away from the sun. And uh, you allowed to say that? I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Exactly. Speech. So that's that's what I believe, and whatever you believe could be whatever you want. No, I believe I I believe it's round. Come on, but actually, <laughs> I don't believe I know it's round. Have you seen it? Earth. I mean, there's plenty of pictures and. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, if you really want to talk about it, are those true? We could talk about it. I don't know how deep, you know, like how deep we want to go. How deep, I mean, <laughs> I don't think no one's disputing. You can look at flight patterns. You can look at a lot of different stuff. Boats. A yeah. uh, perfect example is how I know is that boats. And this is how navigators figured out that the world was, was round boats coming over the horizon. That's why you would see the top of their sail first. And as they got closer, you would see more and more and more of the boat because it is round. So them climbing up, <laughs> Where you could see them in full view. <laughs> Otherwise, you could just look straight ahead and you and just you see it. You would just see them. In the distance. Yeah. I guess yeah. So you understand what yep. so that's how they figured out the easiest and simplest way. True. So and you can do one point from another, and they tried it. They tried to do a laser for two miles, and they go, if it was at this point at this deep, it would be the same straight across two. I'm saying two miles, it could be ten miles. How far a laser can go that they had. Yeah. And obviously. It was, you know, it was, it was lower, you yeah. know, so that's it. 
Because it's round. <laughs> the curvature yeah. of the earth. Yes. So like that. And like, oh, this must be, you know, miscalculation. Like, no, sorry. That's just how it is. I don't think, I don't think we know any flat earthers. Nah. That's surprising because you usually get a bunch of, you usually get one of everybody somewhere that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That believe I in that. I, I don't think that's really like a big thing right now. You know, climate change is a big thing. I haven't even, I haven't heard about climate change in forever. Yeah. That's not even a big thing uh, to me, for me, in, in my I mean, world. we're experiencing climate change. It's one day it's like 65 degrees out. The next morning it's like 20 and it's snowing. Weather. Yeah. It's weather change, man. It's yeah. patterns. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That was your, that was the last video game you played was the Tom Clancy vision. No. It's called. No, no, no. Last video game. Oh, I that played. was with the dream. That was, yeah, that, that was the one of the last dreams I could remember that I had. That that kind of like put that in perspective of that video game. That's the only way I could kind of like explain it. So some people can actually relate to that video game and then an actual visual stuff like that. My my game was uh, Cures of War. That was my game. Yeah, I played that too, man. Um, I, I liked it because you can't. It's something that you have to play to to be good at. So you yeah. can't just jump on. You can't just jump on and just start shooting people and killing people. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't work out that way. Absolutely. There's strategies, how to get certain weapons in certain different parts of the map. You know, you're just not going to jump on. And I, I, I like the new Call of Duties, but you can just anyone can just jump on and just you can get ten kills. You know, not that it's easy, but I mean, I think that's how they make video games anymore. You know, they don't make video games like they used to. Everything's just for everyone can have instant gratification, I guess, and just jump on the game and not have to learn or do anything and just Absolutely. play. Well, that's what they want. That's that, that sells. Yeah. They want to, they, I guess that sells to the majority of people, you know, well, which you is probably all they care about and r- Russian things. And so anyone can jump on that game. And I guess it's more for like kids, I guess now anymore. Well, yeah, it, it all depends on the population that they're actually catering to or marketing to stuff like that. It's something that's easy jump on, start playing, have a good time with your friends, stuff like that. You get a bunch of different, like, uh, I guess, perks and guns and, you know. And for the most part, from what I've seen, because I played Call of Duty back in the day. It was a little different then, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, things things are a little bit different now. But I, I kind of liked it at first at that point in time. But then I kind of fell away from it just because... There's too many added things that it's it's not necessarily like real life. So I like more of like a real life tile, you know, for that type of game, you know, first person shooter, something like that. Or I could just go off the wall crazy where I played um, Borderlands, love Borderlands. That's a first person shooter, it's just wacky and crazy. And the main thing is like finding guns and things like that because different guns shoot different things in different ways and they have different perks and different uh, negative uh, attributes to it and all that stuff. So, and the way that they look, the customization and all that stuff too is pretty cool. It's just funny and just fun filled type of game where it's like wacky and crazy. So, uh, but the last game that I played is Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Is like this open world, like action adventure type deal. That's that's what's more I'm drawn toward. Like have some type of storyline. Not saying that 
all video games don't have storylines. But this one's more, I'm drawn toward it, more alluring. And it kind of like, you don't really have like a set path and everything. And you kind of like create your own path. And you go in one direction. And then if you get stuck, you go into another direction. And then just keep going in that direction. You get stuck again, go back to the other direction or go into another direction. I mean, there's so many different things, so many possibilities in an open world type environment. So you don't have to go one way or the other to beat the game? No, not at all. Eventually, eventually, you're going to have to go a certain path in a certain direction. But how you take that path, you could go zigzag back and forth different ways. But yeah, there's there's different bosses and stuff like that that you will have to complete in an order just because to of your... On. They got to do something. Yeah, be, because of your skill level, yeah. skill level, storyline, stuff like that. It kind of goes in a... In a in a actual order and stuff like that. How big is the map? Like how would you would you say it's New Jersey size map? And you run around <laughs> a little character. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen those charts where they can compare map sizes of video games? No, I did not. That's uh, that's interesting, man. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but the maps are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Absolutely. I mean, with this, I've only explored so much, and it's just huge as it is. So. I'm still uh, still exploring, still opening up the map. I'm probably like less than a quarter way to actually playing the game. Was it for uh, what do you play for Xbox? Xbox I, One. I have Xbox One, but it's I, I think it's out for a PlayStation, all the other consoles, stuff like that. Computer. I got PC. I got Xbox also. So my my choice Xbox. Yeah, but back in the day, as you were talking about uh, Gears of War, I played the first three, and that was it. I kind of felt like the way that it was going in a direction, like it just wasn't drawing me in. Like the third one, the third one was still kind of like put an end to the uh, storyline. That's what I kind of felt like. Yeah, the other ones, I don't know what they were going with, but this is such a popular game that I don't know if they not rushed it, but I think another company took over, took over for that one year. Yeah, I think, and it wasn't as as popular. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that's what happened. It's good ideas to go in a different direction, kind of like to have the same atmosphere, same locations, things like that. That draws draws a different crowd in. I don't know. I I I used to play online with Gears of War. I used to like it a lot, especially they had the horde mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I always like that just to kind of like see how far I could get. Um, I was just in a bunch of a group with a bunch of random people just doing the same old thing, man. It was, it was good times. That yeah, was good. Horde was uh, something different. Yeah. That that was fun to play. Um, then I kind of strayed away from like playing online. I just didn't like, you know, playing with other people and stuff like that. For some reason, I just felt more at peace or in my own little zone, you know, by myself, you just just playing these games. Play the story mode? Yeah. Playing the story mode. Stayed offline, played the story mode. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I enjoyed the story. Yeah, well, it was fun. I, I, my favorite thing still would be, if it was four, four on four at the time, I can't remember if it was 4v4 or 5v5. Yeah. Five five. yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was when it first started. <laughs> and I want to say it was, 
four versus yeah, four, I want to say. It's four versus four. Which to me makes it, you know, harder. Then they started going back to, then they added where you can respawn only X amount of times, which I was okay with that. But I still like the, you know, the, I think it was called, what, execution? Just four, oh, yeah. four V four, you die. That's it. No coming back. And then you're watching everyone else play. And that's why you need strategy. And that's why, you know, you need to play together. And it's huge tournaments, huge tournaments on, on Gears of yeah. War still, I think, still going on. Yeah, I mean, I maybe so. not, maybe not lately, lately, but. I did, I did see that stuff. That's a little bit way out of my league, you know, playing competitively and stuff like that. I'm more of just like, uh, just want to chill. I'd, I'd rather play like a video game. It's kind of like a cinematic movie to me where I control the main character. Even though that I know the storyline or played this video game before, it's just the, the feeling of actually moving the character whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? Having like that part of control of like the uh, the storyline kind of feels a little bit empowering. Kind of like instead of just reading a book and imagining things, you know, you're actually seeing it visually. You're actually controlling it. So that's that's kind of like why I like video games and stuff. It's, it's definitely something to get your mind off. I guess every day or you know. Yeah, it's like a fantasy world, pretty much. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was back in 2017. I went to uh, Gears of War convention. Oh wow! In Atlantic City, really? So they had actually a lot of people on there from like I think it was like called Twitch, maybe. Yeah, the popular video game thing then. Well, they they do Twitch streaming, and basically people play video games live, and they stream their actual live, well, and they get feedback from other people. So when I went to the convention, I think it was back in 2017, they actually had players competing so it was a whole tournament of gears of war that they wow. streamed online and also at the convention center where you could actually sit in a theater and watch them play yeah but at one point in time in the very very beginning you could sign up and actually play and actually play it was a small window of opportunity where they only did so many people and of course i tried to get a bunch of people together and do it but don't want to it's not even that it's it's it was sold out literally Seconds. You had the you had to jump on it and be on it, and then you had to be there. It's like you, you couldn't wait. So yeah, as soon as it opened up, you had to sign right up. And it, I think it was X amount of money too to do it. Wow. So I, I want to say it was a not a huge payout, but they definitely definitely made some money. Obviously not. I'm not going to say a million dollars, but I'm going to say I'd say half half a mil, maybe five hundred, if not three hundred thousand, something something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I'm sure that's always something that we can look up. But that was back in 2017 where they let people join in. And I don't know. I don't remember the price, but it's something that I wanted to do. I was trying to get people together. like, But you had to, as soon as it opened, you had to sign out. Otherwise, it was sold yeah. out. Yeah, that's always so hard. They, to get they always have together. some people, you know, same thing. They always have some people that are underdogs that never even heard of their team. And they make it so far. And then after that, they're they're done, yeah. you know. They're like, oh, this, they're actually winning. And then like. Yeah, they're not winning. After after this, you know, next round they're going to be. Now, at, at this event that you went to, did they actually have voice characters from the actual video game there? Where um, you could actually meet? No, so it wasn't more of a, it was a tournament. So it wasn't uh, like a meet you. and greet type thing. It wasn't like a convention. Yeah, I'd have to look up. They had commentators. So like okay. they had people like like us sitting right here with the mics, yeah, with talking. the headsets. Oh, yeah. And yeah, actually yeah. very popular, uh, two people, I can't remember their names, but. 
If, if I looked it up, I'd, I'd probably be able to tell you exactly uh, who it was. But it very two popular commentators there who commentated live once it got to that level. Because yeah. once the, I guess you would say, the everyday people played and got knocked out of the tournament, then you have your legit sponsored teams who then played. And when that happened, they had commentators. And then you can go into the theater, uh, the, I guess the convention center. And actually watch it on the giant screen and everything like that. So that's pretty cool. And I want to say, yeah, it was uh it was fun. And it got a free t shirt out of it too. So you sign up, I think it was like twenty bucks to get in. You got three days, you know. Oh, that's cool. And they gave you a free t shirt, Gears of War t shirt in Lang City Convention. So nice. Yeah, it was uh it was different, something to do. We'd break off, walk the boardwalk, go get something to eat and come back. So we didn't spend all day there, but you know, five, six hours a day, like just hanging out. Okay. Get something to, you know, eat, drink, go back, you know, see these sponsored teams and their kids, man. They're, you know, young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's fun for them. You know, they get to play video games for for a living fun and yeah. still have probably, I don't know how many people watch, but what, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000. I don't know how many people watch. It's probably yeah, that could got a lot more popular, but you could probably Google the team, team's names and, and everything and. They don't just don't play, you know, Gears of War. They play everything. They play Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm sure I can't list any other name, uh, any other video games now that need teams, but. Yeah, back back in the day when I watched cable TV, they had like a video game network channel or whatever. And I used to pull it on every so often and watch like they, they would have like these sponsored battles and stuff like that. So they'd had these two different teams going head-to-head with, like, three different games, three different genres, stuff like that. And they would have to, you know, play the first game, whoever won got a point. The second game would be different. Then they would, you know, go from there and then to the third game as well. See kind of, like, who was champion or whatever, and they had some type of, like, small mini tournament, stuff like that. It was pretty interesting to see because some of the games, like, they only have one console, so watching other people play different video games on different consoles, I kind of get it like a a preview of what the actual game would be like. So uh, sometimes too, the way that video game prices are, I normally would check like a preview out before I actually buy a video game, actually see what it looks like, visuals and stuff like that, and get kind of like a little honest review before I actually purchase something. Uh, same thing with like uh, video consoles. I'll just wait for like a year. Normally, bugs are all worked out, stuff like that. So, I'm just uh, trying to. I'm I'm listening to. I'm just trying to take a look at uh, if I can see about the 2017 convention of who yeah. was there. See some pictures of you there. I don't think you'll see any pictures of me, but it's <laughs> definitely. I want to see uh, who the commentators were, and I don't know if you. So I figure I'll just try to take a real quick look to see if I can even. Well, the most famous commentator or announcer, I would say, would be uh, Bruce Buffer. So he, he would he would be an announcer. Let me take a look. Yeah. So it looked like it looked like uh, the top prize actually wasn't as much as I thought, but it looks like like seventy thousand. I mean, okay, maybe I'm trying to, but. I'm just trying to see which one's, uh, or maybe 200,000. Uh, I'm just trying to Google it real quick without yeah. trying to interrupt our, you know, interrupt our conversation. Our conversation. 
without trying to be rude. But so, I definitely want to know. Uh, and for all I know, he he could have been there, you know. So I don't know exactly because I I wasn't into the huge uh, gaming scene where who was who and teams and yeah, comms no. here. I didn't really watch it like I didn't that. Get that far, but um, he very well could have. He very well could have been there. So yeah, I got you. But I know Turtle Turtle Beach sponsored it. There's a bunch of sponsors and everything, and yeah. Uh, I didn't really find much with the with the search. Just trying to rush real quick and look, but. Uh, so do you play any video games now? No, I have, I have not played any video games. So I'm hoping, and I forget what it's called. Uh, is it called Back for Blood, maybe? Okay. I'm not sure. And that's something I probably have to Google, which I could take a look at. It's like Left 4 Dead. I don't know if you ever played that. I saw that. It's yeah, a reamp like- version of that. So that's something that actually I want to get and play. And, you know, the f- four of us would get online. And play and have a good time because it's the same thing it's a map obviously you have to go a direction but you can wander off here and there and <laughs> and yeah. the good thing about it is that the same monsters are never or zombies whatever you know, whatever you want to call them are never in the same location so as you play the map you might run into this one zombie or creature that is stronger you know i don't know if you ever played left for dead no but they I- have like this guy called like a tank he's just like a giant zombie tank looking thing you have to you know so he'll never be in the same location ever okay so you'll you might not even run into him at all <laughs> but he's there so the the response for those specialty monsters of four or five the rest of the time you're just fighting zombies yeah but these okay. special monsters you hear them so like a tank would have you would hear him just just like rumbling, coming, coming towards you. Yeah. Like you can hear them off in the distance, like throwing stuff. And, and so you hear like the ground shaking and everything. You're like, Oh man, it's, like a, you know, yeah. some music starts to come up and you're like, Oh, it's a tank. So that was like left for dead. So, uh, they had, I forget what it was called. Uh, this one that could jump and I forget what it was called, but you'd hear him growling as he got closer or climbing up on trees and walls and, so you'd hear him like crawling and 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 that's something that he jumps on you. Once he jumps on you, that's it. You're stuck. Your right. teammates have to come and shoot him off, you know, yeah, off yeah, of you. Yeah. So but then that I think that was advanced for its time then. So they reamped it and called it like back for blood or something now. So I really would like to take a look and try to check that out. So um, kind of sticking with that. Are you into zombies at all? Like watching zombie movies? I was like into uh, The Walking Dead the first six or seven seasons, and then I stopped. Okay. Yeah. So it, I was it, it started, to get out well. of, started to get out of hand. Well, I guess that's really the producers or whatever, and they're trying to draw people in, keep keep the storyline going, stuff like that, for whatever reason, for production, money, all that stuff. And it was a popular show. Obviously, people want to keep watching it, but you got a spinoff of it already, and you got to end it. You know what I mean? And then you're starting to lose a lot of main characters, a lot of people, because they can't play, they can't do that same role for 15 years. They want to move on with their acting career. So then you start to lose interest well, in characters and that's they want to move on. All the contracts and stuff like that, too. That's another thing. So yeah, contracts. Where, you know, people complain about Game of Thrones, but at least they had the same actors. They did it and they ended it. 
this Walking Dead, you know, is actually on his last season now, but I'm not caught up, so I don't know anything much about it. But again, it's it's like a that have endings that you can't it can't go on forever. Like I need an ending. We need to wrap it up. Like you know, what I mean, like <laughs> well, at least like Breaking Bad had an ending. All this stuff has comes to as much as we like to see it and keep watching it, keep watching it, keep watching it. It's that well, stuff's it, not built for for like it's not like a Law and Order. I think it did end. But it's such a drawing to it because so many people like zombies. And it comes down to it of what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? So like, is, that, is that what you're going with it? Like, well, what would I do? I don't know. Absolutely. Man. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we're going to break it down to, man. I don't know. So what? surviving a zombie apocalypse, are you prepared? No. What would you do? No, I'm not prepared. No one's have, prepared. Do you have money? Or I'm sorry. Money. I know what you mean, but. Do you have food, food supplies, no. water supplies, things like that? What, what would you store? Like bottles of water? I don't, I don't know. You can't store that stuff out. You well, can't. You can't store that stuff for too long. Well, no. You would have to. You would need a well. You would need a self-sufficient well of some sort. You know, houses that have that are on on property have have wells. You would need going a off, well. Going off grid. Correct. You would need something like that. I think. I think you would need a well. Otherwise, you have no source of water besides what rain, which you could. Use that. You could boil, get boil rainwater, right? Or, yeah. Collect rainwater and boil it. You could collect rainwater or any water source, really, and boil it. Uh, Rivers, lakes, things like that. You could always boil that water. We're assuming that, you know, what if you don't have electricity, but do you have gas? Do you have, like, a gas line still to boil the water? Do you have to do a fire to do it? You have to create a fire. Are you living indoors, outdoors? Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, you would have to set up shelter. But at the same time, too, it would have to be very maneuverable because if a zombie horde came through, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight it? If you're outnumbered, you have people with you. You have to create, like, a funnel, like a funnel situation of what they call, uh, yeah. what do they call that? Where it's basically where you can only enter. The, they call it a choke point. Okay, something like that, yeah. Like a choke point to where it's, like, a very few trickling <laughs> in, stuff like that. But it all depends on the type of zombies that you have. Are they slow moving? Are they? I don't. I mean, that's a whole different story. Are these? Are these? Uh, what kind of zombies now? Or is it the Walking Dead zombies? Or what's that movie with Brad Pitt? Um, I'm trying to remember that. It is. Uh, what is it called? For some reason <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. But you oh, know yeah. those kind of zombies. Those things run. Oh, absolutely. And are strong. Yeah, they're pretty strong, strong I think, and they run. And I don't think no one's surviving that. Yeah, no, that would be really tough. He had a tough time, you know, surviving, stuff like that. I mean, they obviously, it's a movie, but... Yeah. I guess with... I guess they found a cure at the end and everything, too. Or, But with something. that... Yeah, something along those lines. Not exactly a cure, but with those type of zombies, if that just outbroke right now, I mean, whoever... What would you do? You'd have to hide. I don't, I don't know what else you to do. you have to run and hide, yeah. You can't... You probably can't even run. Can't drive nowhere. If, well, you, if you've seen the movie with them just out driving about, they're running all over the place, flipping cars, I think, too, and everything, aren't they? Yeah. Those kind of zombies. But if you had with the Walking, walking Dead, dead zombies, zombies. The slow zombies. We'll, we'll go with the, the slow, slow zombies. zombies. What's more realistic? Slow zombies. Which zombies do you... Well, why? Why do you say that? Why? Because the zombie is pretty much... I would say, like, it, it's a virus that takes over your body, right? That would be the zombie virus or whatever. 
it takes over your body, so it's going to slow everything down. I don't see anything really elevating anything. You see what I'm saying? Like a virus would actually take but over your body and control you? Not control you. It just You would just lose control. Well, so saying. it's not really controlling you, but maybe you would just lose control in general. But can't you have some sort of, like, not superhuman ability, but couldn't they get super strength? Not super strength, but couldn't they get really strong? Isn't that Doesn't that happen with... Uh, People with certain um, multiple personality disorders. Possible. I mean, I'm sure you've probably probably even witnessed some something along those lines where this person has super strength out of nowhere or super determination. Or could that virus give that person that ability to have super determination of whatever they have so, to do is just destroy or kill or... Well, I think zombies are, are uh, survival of the fittest because... They're constantly hungry. I mean, that's what I believe that zombies are constantly hungry. Now, so they're always going to, to eat something. Do you think, do you think the reason they kill humans then is to eat or yeah. it's not I, just a kill. It's just, they're just constantly hungry. Eating. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I remember what the original zombies were. I mean, you can go eating. with whatever zombies, like we're making up zombies now. So I don't think there's no right or wrong reason. What do you think a zombie would be then? Would it be that slower type zombie where I think so. it's just nonstop eating? Something that's decaying and dying and stuff like that that's kind of reanimated. That's that's what I would see a zombie would be. Like You're going to go with like, like the walking dead type of zombie. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Or like half the body could be cut off, but the top half is still yeah. crawling yeah. around. The uh, the brainstem and all that stuff and like the the animalistic nature of the actual brain is still functioning like the main things of like eating and moving and stuff like that. Okay. I'm not sure uh, what zombie would be obviously realistic because uh, we all know there's no such thing as, as a zombie, but if I were to pick one, I, I'd probably have to go with your type of zombie. Oh yeah. I, I think that's more, I, I'm going to say realistic. I'm going to say realistic, but you know, no such thing as realistic zombies. So, <laughs> we'll go with we'll go with uh, that kind of zombie. I, go I can with that see. kind of zombie. But you still think they're coming up like from the grave, crawling up? Like, well, how how far are we going to take these zombies, man? They're they're clearly then we're outnumbered. Clearly. So do you think in the future how to solve this problem would just to be cremate everybody who dies? I don't know. No longer burying people. Yeah. Because think about it: if they actually got a control over it. And knew ahead of time about zombies. And they just just start cremating people when they die. And if they die, like you said, get rid, get rid of the brainstem. Get ahead of it. It's possible. But at the same time, too, if you want to look at real life, we have uh, graveyards all over the place. We're running out of room. How much you know? more room are we going to start putting people in the ground? Um. I guess it all depends on our culture and stuff like that. We don't really have like a set culture of what we do, except for possibly bury people or we burn people or cremate them or whatever, and just go about remembrance and all that stuff. So I guess it's all individual practices and stuff like that. So, but what would you do? That's, well, uh, still, it's, I don't think. Well, I, I think it's being at the right place at the right time. When do you find out about these zombies? When do they take over? Are you home in your house? Then you go, okay, now that I know this is you know breaking out, 
do I, you know, bunker down? Do I go to the food store and try to buy a bunch of supplies? Is it worth the risk? Or do I just live with what I got and try to outlast? How do you fortress your home? You can't. So let's say you have a bigger house. That's more to fortress up, if that makes sense. If you have a smaller place, what about the people above you? What about the people below you? What about the people? Your neighbors. Your neighbors. Your neighbors start running out of food. They're going to come knocking on your door. And if you don't give it to them, you might take it from force. So like you already said, you already said it. So I'm sure there's a time you have to really look at it like, do I stay here? You know, do I stay the first couple of days? Now, do I wait it out a little bit? Now supplies are getting thin. I'm going to have to go out and find stuff. Where do I go? Because like the first couple of days or first week in anything, I, I've kind of looked at it like if the electrical grid went down, communications went down. What would people do? People would start freaking out. So the mass masses of people would, would go into hysteria and stuff like that and just start going crazy. So as you saw from other movies, that's what happens to people, even a walking dead. You know, one of the questions that I think they were asking people, like, have you killed any zombies? Have you killed any people? And if so, why, you know, was it self-defense? Was it because you were looking for supplies and those people, you know, were you raiding people or were you defending yourself? Basically kind of see your, your nature. Are you a hunter or are you a gatherer pretty much if you want to break it down to that? So for me, myself, I have supplies, you know, that'll last me, I think for possibly a month, if I stretch everything out. I won't really have to worry about that. It's really about location. I would probably want to get away from like the city areas, rural areas, stuff like that. Cause that's where mass people are going to be, you know, searching and wandering and stuff. So more of like a secluded wooded area, uh, eventually probably like feed off the land. If I could, you know, hunt, gather our trap and stuff like that, you know, have a good water supply source and just go from there. Eventually, you know, I'm sure zombies or apocalypse or bad people, whatever you want to call, will eventually come out there. You know, people are going to find you eventually. You're going to have to figure out that point in time. I'm going to keep moving. Are you safer in large, large groups of people? Now with large groups of people, that's more supply and demand for food, weapons, supplies, stuff like that. So it's something to really think about. It's a tough one. But you got to look at it as like, you know, right now, communications goes down, electrical grid goes down. You know, gas shortages. You think, uh, what are you going to do? Well, you said, um, what goes down? Communications, right? Communications. Do you think that really is possible? Like, do you think, yeah, 100%? Because I don't think there's a way to really, you have radios. So I don't think that really can go down, can it? So you're saying like a tower itself would go down, but I don't think there's really nothing. Does it need electric? Does a radio tower need electric to work? Exactly. Unless it's self sufficient. And that's what's catching. I don't know enough about. I don't radio know if, know enough about like radios, but. Well, I've looked into some communication, but you also got to look at it like satellites. So so, me, and you, me and you had a walkie-talkie, right? Yeah. Uh, let's say I live. It would be ten burst, miles. Let's say I live ten miles from you. If all first transmission. Com- if everyone, yeah, correct. So if everyone, everything went down, 
Yes. Would I still be able to reach you with this walkie-talkie and say, you know, hey, man, are you, are you out? You know, are you down communications too? Or, you know what I mean? Is your electric out? Would it still work? Well, it depends. Depends on what kind of radio, what kind of transmission that you're working off of. Obviously, the burst transmission, what type of towers that it's bouncing off of. I've looked into communications because that's a big thing. Like if something were to go down, like how would you communicate with people? Uh, cell phone towers and stuff like that, I believe they're all ran on electricity. So if nothing is self-sufficient through solar power or whatnot, have their own power grid, um, that most likely is going down. So cell phones are down. What do we got? Landlines? I couldn't tell you if landlines would still work too. Uh but I looked into radio communications and stuff like that. And they actually have like a ham radio where you actually have to take a test and get a license for, and you can actually get a call sign. That's through, um, I think through the FAA or whatnot. Um, but something like that, you can actually communicate long distance, like 10 miles because it's bouncing off of stuff like a little handheld radio that you could buy from like radio shack Radio Shack's even around anymore. Or Best no, Buy. No. <laughs> Best Buy. But, yes. Yeah, they're only good for communication between each radio and whatever channels that you have it set it to. And it depends on, like, the distance. The distance and if there's anything in the way, too. So if you're in a wooded area, it wouldn't probably communicate that well. If it was nice, clear distance, you could probably get, like, maybe a mile, two miles, you know. Uh only so, thing I can think of is that I would do is probably try to take a boat that would go out in the waterway and just periodically dock somewhere, whether it be like a small island, set up a little shelter, go back out on the waterway again to try to maybe fish, yeah, come back again. But even then, you need gas. You need gasoline. How do you how do you run? How do you, you run have a sailboat? Guess you could do a sailboat, yeah. I mean, could you do like a maybe you could dock the boat, but kayak out to fish and kayak back? Yeah, I mean, you're off the grid. You're off the grid as long as you have water. As long as you start a fire, have water. Yeah, you can you can boil that water and then you have a little shelter. Or if you had a boat that had a little shelter built into it, you would sleep on the boat out you know out of the sun. And it would be docked up. And then basically you would just go to the island to, you know, gather whatever you can. Yeah. And once you've run out of resources there, hopefully you have enough gas to try to find another place to go. But if you have a good group of people with you with that ideal, you know, 10, even if you have 10 people with you. Yeah. And everyone you know, does like a little bit. Yeah. And as long as you trust everybody, I mean, yeah. I think that'd probably be, I think that'd be your best bet. If you go out to the woods, people could reach you out there. The only way that you can get reached out on an island is by another boat. It's true. So, how, and how many people are going out there? So, let's say another boat does come. Or can they really outnumber us? Like, it's one boat. You know, you know what I mean? Like, how many possible people could outnumber us? And if they don't like us, they can go somewhere else. Well, they would probably... Try to raid us. they probably watch... And see what we know, do. Where you land or dock. And then they would just wait. So you see what I'm saying? That's that's where they would probably, I guess, attack you or something like that. Would be at the points of entry. They wouldn't fight you out on the ocean. That'd be ridiculous. But you know, it's possible anything's happened. Yeah, um, I think that'd be my way to go. It's just boat, 
go out somewhere, just hit a, hit a, well, it could be a sandbar. It could be a sandbar that's 300 yards for now, just somewhere to be away from everybody or everything. Yeah. You have food, which would be, you would try to fish. So obviously you'd have to bring some sort of fishing poles or something. You'd, you'd have to just be prepared. Like what you said is you have 30 day supply of food that you could stretch out. At least with this scenario, if you have the fishing poles, everything on the boat that you need, yeah, stocked up, and that's just you know, that's not even for like an apocalypse. That's just like oh, your summer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you have yeah. the fishing poles already on there. Mm-hmm. You have your lures. You have, you know, if even if you had extra, you know, seed in, you have a ten by ten gazebo for temporary shelter. You know, it's a pop up gazebo with yeah. a shade, with you know, with a. Uh, out the sun. Yeah, get out the sun and a couple of beach chairs and some and some poles. Once you start catching some fish and being able to go out there, I think you can actually use those fish as more bait. And as long as you ration it, not only that'd be like a temporary thing still. Yeah. But the only problem with that is is that if you run out of gas and the boat don't start, you're stuck on that island. Absolutely. There's no leaving it. Yeah. So now it's like a double-edged sword, I feel like. You're on this island, can't leave. Well, then that's now, you're, when you now gotta, you're stuck, stuck. So before you'd be like, all right, well, if something happens, I can escape this way and get out that way. Exactly. You're going to have to have multiple plans, different routes, stuff like that. I mean, that's why you can always, and with, with the type of boat, and I'm saying just a 22-foot boat, the something small engine on there. Yeah. I'm not saying like a little tiny, uh, like a, a John boat, but I'm saying, you know, like a center console type 21-foot boat. You could have a kayak on there. You could have beach chairs. You could have yeah. poles. You could have a cabin, a little cuddy cabin to where you can sleep three, four or five people in there, you know, and you can get out of the, out of the sun. So this is, you know, this is stuff that, I mean, if that was the case, I think that would be my, my thing. That's where I think I would go just out in the water. Cause yeah. I know there's very limit. There's obviously zombies aren't going to swim, you know? So very limited interaction with zombies out there. Absolutely. Even if I go to a sandbar, go somewhere, find a little tiny island, I don't, I don't know, but I doubt there's many zombies that you would have to, you know, to worry about. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to more worry about other people trying to get your supplies. But at least like I'd that. see them coming. I feel like yeah. if it was a tiny island, I think as long as you have some sort of person on watch, someone would just be a lookout. You know. Take turns. That's why I said it's where a couple of people come in. A couple in. people you'd have to, yeah. Yeah. While you're sleeping, they're awake to watch you. Yeah. I mean, so. doesn't mean you're going to see them at nighttime, but you can see a lot of stuff out there with the with just the moonlight alone. Yeah. So, and I, I think that'd be my best course or my best route that I think I, that I could accomplish. I got you. It's interesting. It's good to see your perspective of it. Yeah, for me the wood. Uh, as much as I'd like to be in the woods or say, "Oh, let's go climb a climb a mountain," be back on mountains again. But to climb a mountain and try to be away from everything, I still think it's there's just so much more potential for danger. You know, there is. But let's look at it as I think um, you're, you're fighting animals out there too. You're not just fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. zombies. Now you're fighting bears. You're fighting. I mean, the uh, yeah, cougars, all that stuff. Um, wolves. I don't, I don't know uh-huh. if there's wolves uh, in New yeah. Jersey, but I'm yeah. sure there is. But 
all that stuff. Now, now you're fighting animals for your food. Yeah. So now you're just fighting people, zombies. Now you got animals. So now you got to set up traps. So now you got to set up a perimeter of traps, you know, so you hear them coming. Absolutely. Because you can have a lookout, but you're not going to see, I don't know how far, you know, but. All depends. Yeah. All depends on how you have it set up, man. You know, how many people do you have? You know. Yeah. Could you be on the woods alone? Yeah, but you can't be, you're not going to be up 24-7. Yeah. Someone eventually is going to find you. Or get you. Yeah. I would say get you. Because they're gonna stumble upon you. They're gonna go back, get their friends. Yeah. And this is all stuff that we've seen on the TV show. True. They go back, got, get their hey, we're gonna raid this dude. He's got guns. He's got supplies. He's got supplies. supplies. He's, He's got, got a little food. house. He built himself yeah. a nice little shelter. That's yeah. how people are. I think that's Absolutely. what that's how it's gonna turn into, unfortunately. It's not where you just mind your business and go, hey man, take whatever you want. Uh, you know, nope. Probably end up killing you and then taking what they want. Absolutely. So killed or be killed, I guess. At that point in time. Well, yeah, for that scenario, yes. Yeah. Interesting. You know. Could I persuade you to go my route? So I got, it's me and you yeah. knocking on the door. We got to go. I'm jumping on the boat right now. Are you coming? <laughs> yeah. Would you come or would you go, nah, I think we should go to the woods. Could I persuade you? Me talking now, did that persuade you? You know what? You know, F it. I'm going, all right, I'll go on the boat. Let's go. You know what I mean? Or would you go, nah, I think, I think we should really think about it and go to the woods. Can, can I convince you? Like, did this conversation convince you of, hey, maybe that's not such a bad idea? Or are you still sticking oh, yeah. with? That would actually be a pretty good idea. But that's something that we'd have to look into. We'd have to think about it. There'd be nothing to think about. Everything goes down. Boom. You know what I mean? Like right now, everything goes Are down. Are there people waiting at the dock? You see what I'm I, saying? I don't know. We, we, we're not going to know that. Exactly. We're going to so, have no idea. So this is like a spur of the moment where there is no time to think. Well, maybe there's a gang of 20 people just waiting to find. Maybe. You don't know that. Find whoever has a has boat keys and they're going to steal don't the boat keys. I mean, it could have been it could have been taken already. Yeah, that's another thing. But who's thinking about that? You know. There are people probably I'm thinking sure. about it. But if we're that's the about case, this. uh What's that? So we're thinking about this now. So. <laughs> yeah. So but we're not going to steal someone's. Stuff. We're not going to steal people's stuff, though. No, that's what I'm saying. That um, that would have to be like a last case scenario. And even then, I don't think I. I mean, you got to figure life or death. You're going to do whatever you're just going to do to survive. You see what I'm saying? I know what you mean, but yeah. I'll figure out a different way then. As best you can. Yeah, correct. I, I think there's always a different way. Then we go back to the to the woods. Now, do you have camping supplies? Do you what kind of sleeping bags do you have? You yeah. want to go out to the woods? You're not going to be able to get a store to get that sleeping bag. That's what below zero degrees sleeping bag. Isn't there like different types of yeah sleeping bags yep. that have certain degrees, certain temperatures, absolutely certain everything. So, do you have that offhand right now? All right, we got to go to the woods. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a twenty degree sleeping bag. As well as I have, um, what are the temperatures tonight? What if they reach below twenty? That would you you would probably freeze to death, right? Well, if that's the case, that sleeping bag's not even. You also got to look at what you have too. Like I have wool undergarments, stuff like that, or underwear. That'll help body heat, reflecting the body heat. Uh, I don't think that would even. I don't think that stuff would save you in that type of. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming. 
Let's well, say it was seven degrees outside and you had that 20. I don't think that's going to, if you, even if you had a tent and a sleeping bag, this one, I don't think that's going to keep you warm enough. You're probably going to shiver all night. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a good, but you're going to have to if you get, mitigate your fire. Your fire is your heat source really. Mm. And if you, I've watched quite a few survival videos. So then you watch, um, so then you've seen where just a candle and a blanket. Have you seen that? I've seen some stuff like that. So basically lighting a candle that produces heat, that produces heat. And then if you cover, if you wrapped yourself in the blanket with the candle, yeah, that, you have your body heat as well candle as candle heat under the blanket. Yep. Will significantly raise the temperature of Absolutely. that, of that tent or that, or that, um, depends on how big the tent is too, but yeah, just in, in general right now, I got two tents. I got a sleeping bag. I also have a, a blanket. I have like an air mattress because that's the key thing is getting yourself off the ground because that ground will be so cold. It'll suck all the heat out of you by having that, that barrier that'll actually help out a lot. And I've watched quite a few like bushcraft survival videos. The amount of things that you can actually make out there in the woods and stuff is ridiculous. If you have just a few things like like a cutting tool, I was gonna say you need a minimum of of some tool of some sort where yeah, uh, just an overall one well, tool kind of does it all. I've got a small shovel, I got a large shovel, I got an axe, um, I got a handsaw. But how do you carry? You you have to go. We have to go right now. How do you? I carry I got backpacks, that. backpacks and bags. That's a lot of stuff to, well, you know, well, you, but, you said it before you said that you realize what you need and don't need. And you realize how you overpack or underpack. Absolutely. Or what you, until you do it. Well, if shit hits the I, band, I think man, that'd be interesting. It's if, the apocalypse. I think actually, you know, it'd be interesting. Do that scenario. Actually do a survival. Actually gear, just do it. Up. Just everything goes right now. How long is it going to take you? Yep. Get your stuff. Where are you going to go? Now actually set up camp for the night. You know what I mean? Like do a whole like day thing where everything goes out. You're not, you know, obviously you're going to know about it, but you know what I'm trying to say? But yeah, it'd be interesting to do that for like a night or two where well, like you go out to the woods right now. Like if I said, go right now, we got to go, like go out to the woods right now, grab. And you, you don't, I don't even know if do you I, have time to pack. Do I got, I don't know. What? Five minutes, 10 minutes. Maybe. I don't know. I could probably, I could probably get. I could probably get it's it's hard to predict how much a time. good amount of food supplies and camping supplies probably in the back of my truck. I mean, it's a question is that the first is that extra three minutes that you take to grab that, whatever it is, can of food or, or can opener or that's going to that's make you life, last longer. It's life, but it's life or death now. Cause now, now you're like, I got to go now. The building across the streets on fire. Like I got to go. Well, it's on Are fire. You, you understand what I'm saying though? Like I, I'm well, if, if I'm going extreme here, you know. Yeah. If if there's a gang of people over there in the next building or something like that or close proximity, like nah, cars cars there, out there are crashing, you hear helicopters, the building the building next door is on that's fire. That's what I'm saying. It, you got to go. Do I hunker down? Uh, well, to get the, my supplies. Well, the, in this scenario, this is not you hunkering, then this is you going just right to the woods, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, if we gave you That'd a choice then at that point in time that you can choose, but I'm saying I, that's Could why you, you got to have a go bag. You got to have a bag where you got stuff in it already. But do you? I do. 
there you have it. It's ready to go. It's ready to go. So I don't have that, but you need to have something like that. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have, but could so you, you just could grab you just, and throw it? Could you just grab some stuff and, and be out? Could you survive a night or two? Yeah, you could. Do you have a tent in that bag? Do you have? Yeah. And as, and the reason do you have this stuff is because you just recently went uh, camping or hiking, you want to call it? Camping? Well, yeah, I went hiking and camping. Hiked four miles, camped overnight, hiked four miles back. That was an eye-opener just to see going long distance, how much my body will uh, tolerate driving over the night, how much stuff I actually packed, what I needed, what I don't need. Um. I always have like a bag full of like extra clothes because you never know out in the world might get wet, stuff like that. You don't want to have, you know, walking around with the wet clothes because that's one of the major things is hyperthermia. People don't think about it, but hyperthermia can strike even in like 70 degree weather. So having dry clothes that helps in survivability. Um, water supplies. I always have water with me the food supplies that's a different story i don't really carry a bunch of food with me if anything is like a couple maybe like protein bars stuff like that to where if i really needed to you know if i had to go somewhere for a couple days i could probably survive if i rationed out the water that i have and you know the little protein bars that i keep with me i'm, I'm sure i could survive a couple days you know before i start having to think about hunger energy levels like that just right out of my truck is that stuff that you should think about right away so if you know you're going out to the woods you don't know how long you're going to be out there for yeah that's something you should probably get started right off the bat right it's probably all right yeah. what's going to be this what's going to be that yep where's camp at the know, same time set up you could make a shelter it's going to take time and energy that's the only thing so i found out shelter first Second would be a fire, and then third would be your food sources from the uh, survival shows that I've watched and stuff like that. So shelter, That's, and then it's gathering supplies for the fire source, right? Yes. And then after that, then it's food? It's food, yep. After that, it's see what you can uh, get together for food-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Find out where your food, food sources, source, water, source. water sources, things like that. Because those first couple of hours are real crucial. You want to have you're going to have all the energy that you got right there. Build your uh, build your shelter because that's probably going to take the most time, probably a couple of hours, depending on what you have and where you're at, what type of location you're at. Uh, and then would be finding finding your uh, your water source because you can only last three days without water. And that you dehydrate pretty quick, and I'm sure everything after building your shelter and all that stuff, finding a fire, everything. Um, that's probably going to take a lot out of you. You should try to create that scenario where got to go, grab that bag, jump gonna in the car, yeah. go. Yeah. You know, definitely interesting to see about one or two nights where I'm sure it'd be fine though, but it, you know, trying to create that yeah. scenario where what you need and don't need, oh, I forgot something. And then you're going to know next time. Put it in that bag. Or have it, or have it in that bag, or have it ready. Yeah. Know? And the worst case scenario is you can always go home. But the whole point is, you know, <laughs> whole point is, is, is that to be ready. Is to be ready. Like, what do I need? What I didn't need? What I didn't grab? What should I have grabbed? You know. Yeah. No, that's good. 
That's a good little scenario tip or I'm sure idea or I'm sure people will probably, I'm sure you get someone to even do it with you. Absolutely. Having other like-minded people think Mm -hmm. about this stuff like you, you'll probably think about this. Maybe you might want to think about having a bag ready to go right outside, you know, maybe by your your door or even throw it in your truck. It's already in there. You think that's like a thing where a lot of people have that? possible i have emergency stuff but not like along those lines of where i'm thinking like well it doesn't take much for a little tent a little tent could be like this it's like four something yeah sleeping bag it doesn't have to be a huge tent could be anything it should be something that sleeps two three people or yeah even then it's not even yeah like you said it's little right like it's a yeah a little four pound uh tent it's two people in it no problem so that's nothing. It's not going to take much uh, uh, room out of your truck and stuff like that. You can no, no. Nah. Seat. You can always keep it. You can always keep it. That stuff in your vehicle. Yeah. But you also then now have to have your vehicle. If you don't have your vehicle and you got to leave, then that's not really that's not doing you any good. Then. Yeah, it's true. So you need kind of ready access to that. But you're never you you're never really far from your vehicle as it is. So if your vehicle is parked out in front of your house, something happens to it. Tire goes out. Of course, you're gonna to want to have a bag to where you could just grab it and just keep moving. If that's your, if that's your go-to if you're gonna be moving. So, something is interesting. Yeah, um, just you're limited now. Where if it's in your vehicle, that that's where it's at. Versus ready access in your hand. But now, if you leave your house with your vehicle and you left it at home, what good is that doing you then? Well, it had two bags. So now do you have to, that's what I was, was going to get to. Do what? you have two bags or do you just bring it with you? Well, do you throw it in your car when you leave? Do you bring it home and throw it back in your, in your yeah. bedroom? Yeah. I mean, but that's just a constant state of just always being, being like, I got to bring this bag. You never know. Like after that, that's going to get old after a while. So if you, well, if you just had two bags and at least uh, one at home, one on the, one in the car. Yeah. You absolutely. never really have to think about it. You have it. Yeah, that's true. Well, you, you said it, you know, two bags, one at home and one in the car. But then it gets into, I, I get, we can get even the more crazier scenarios where what if you're not in your car? <laughs> well, you, you see how it just keeps going? Like, absolutely. what if you're not in your car? You're in my car, but you would think I should have one, but I don't. <laughs> well, what if I brought the one that I had and the one that's in but, your car? So but, that's, that's so, but then now you're, like I said, now you're constantly carrying this bag around. Yeah. Well, if you rolled up right now and said, hey, we got to go. Well, I know that you have stuff in your truck and whatever bag I grab. So that's like double. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So really, a lot of stuff that you want in your bag is to help for yourself, maybe one other person, if that depends. Depending on your your family, your size of your family. You're going to want to adjust that bag to your needs. I don't think you're going to carry a whole household, two or three people. Well, you'd have to have like two or three bags. It would be too much to carry on one person. I think you're better off just having one. And obviously, you're going to have to make that do for three people. So true. Um, I'm sure there's a way to figure it out or something you can do. I'm yeah. sure it'll work. You'll make do. You'll figure it out. Like, But it's just to get started. This bag, I think, and uh, the, from the vibe I got from you, is just, this is just to get it started. Once you build your own shelter, food source, that bag starts to become kind of maybe irrelevant depending on how long you're staying out there for. Because that bag's not going to last you 
you know, there's well, a 30 day supply bag, let's say, or whatever you want to call it, a month supply or two weeks, however you want to call it. After that time, if you're still out there, that's that bag's going to become irrelevant. You know what I mean? So this is just, I'm assuming this is to get you started out there, yeah. out in the woods. Because once you build your own shelter, everything else like that, you're going to have food source, water source. That bag's going to start to fade out more and more. Yeah. So it's good just to but have that, something. That's what you want to start you off. So. Yeah. So it gives you something at least to better than nothing. So yeah. if you, like you said, if you do have two, three people, I mean, at least it's just to get, get it started, initiated where you could last a couple days at minimum, yeah. at least, which is better than where, assuming you had to leave, then that's probably better off that at least you made it, you know, have that, that choice or option. It's true. Well, this was a good scenario to think about. Oh, and I'm yeah. sure it's going to get other people thinking about stuff like that. We're going to bring something else out uh, next week. All right. Sounds good, man. And I appreciate you coming out here and uh, go from there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, once you get the ball rolling and getting into shit, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's just one thing stems did it, from did the it, other. This vibrated. Did it pick it up?